0: feel like sometimes just doing 15 or 20 minutes of conscious connected breathing can take me into amazing states and just can make me feel really amazing in the morning but it's not for me then about processing deep emotions and traumas and whatnot you know what i mean so i think it always really depends on the intention that we have and what we need in the moment
1: welcome back to the breast circle podcast y'all today I'm here with
0: just my dear friend Connie what's up Connie what's up Phil how you doing over there in New Mexico
1: <laughs> I'm great what's happening in Germany
0: yeah everything's super chill down south in Bavaria again and uh, summer is here and um, just breathing a lot actually <laughs> mm. yeah so Me too t- yeah what's uh how are you breathing these days how's your breath
1: Yeah, breath is good. It's flowing, uh, trying a few different things. I'm doing a lot of little mini breathwork exercises and also doing a couple different kind of longer journeys every week or so. How about you?
0: Yeah, I've been very successful in experimenting with a ton of different uh, breathing techniques and breath meditations and sort of really finding my groove um, and integrating um, yeah, breathing into my meditation practice every day. And, uh, and also studying even more with, uh, one of my absolute favorite teachers. He's my yoga pranayama meditation teacher and has been for quite a few years. I actually feel like we need to get him on the podcast because he knows so much about pranayama, Mm. but anyway, such an old practice. And I just love that about Mm. this, you know, and that it's, it's becoming, so much bigger again finally gladly and um and that i'm just stoked it makes me really happy to be part of this
1: that's awesome so when you talk about pranayama kani, where does that fit in on the spectrum of all the different types of breathwork exercises that we have access to
0: well, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I guess, today's topic. And um, I think we came up with a few different classifications that are kind of floating around in the breathwork sphere. And I feel like we came up with about maybe three different kinds. And um, so one would be microdosing breathwork, which um, you're a big fan of, fan of. Um, And then there's breath meditation which I would say is almost synonymous with pranayama. And then there's transformational breathwork. That's kind of the framework we've come up with. And then also um, we're going to briefly talk about some of the other classifications that we've come across from other teachers. So um, so what's microdosing uh, breathwork, Phil? And, and why do you like it so much?
1: Yeah, well, for me, microdosing breathwork's an opportunity to take little bites of breathwork in specific moments where I where I'm looking to calm down from anxiety or um put myself in a state of relaxation to get ready for bed or just have a quick energy boost. And so there's a lot of a lot of really cool examples. I typically use the breath work app uh that provides um a lot of different options and it's amazing. I mean some of these micro microdoses of breath work can be 30 seconds. Um, there, there's an exercise in the Breathwork app that's 30 seconds, one minute, or a minute and a half, and like each of those op- options um, is pretty big. And so to think that you can get a lot out of you know 30 seconds of breath is just fascinating. So yeah, I'm still learning. I'm still experimenting with the different uh, types, but for me, it's just a, a really great way to get some um, really quick benefits of breath and move on without diving into kind of a longer meditation or you know a big journey.
0: Well I think it just speaks to the power of the breath in itself right like it sometimes only takes a couple of minutes of changing your breath pattern to achieve a certain a different result or to change your state and um I mean for example I I really like to use the 510 breaths so 5 counts of an inhale and then you exhale for 10 and I I like to use that to calm myself down, to relax myself, especially maybe when I'm nervous or really angry or something, um, or just anxious before a talk or giving a workshop or going on a date. And, and I think that even just two minutes of that just changes everything like 20, 20 of those breaths, you know, or 20 connected breaths, for example, as well really, um, have a huge impact on your overall physical and emotional state. And so in that sense, microdosing is uh is so powerful and and really awesome and we can use it very situational um and uh without having yeah to go into or take a whole lot of time and um Mm. yeah it just speaks to how amazing the breath is
1: (laughs) totally and i and i think there's um other types of breath work particularly as we're talking about microdosing that we can do sort of undercover And so for me, one of my favorites is the box breath in through the nose, hold out through the mouth, hold. So it sort of forms a box. And so for me, I can microdose, you know, three second versions of that, five second versions of that. And I can do it for a minute or two and, you know, for for whatever length I want. And it's a really nice, calming, recharging uh, microdose for me that um, doesn't have to take a lot of prep or a lot of, you know, just making sure I'm in private. It's yeah that's so true
0: like that. that's so true and also because you were saying earlier that you're kind of coming off coffee right now <laughs> you're experimenting mm. the no coffee life <laughs> and <laughs> the espresso breath which is you know a breath of fire but a couple of in the morning i tend to mm. do every day actually about three or four rounds of 30 or 40 um breaths of fire and it always does the job it just mm. it's invigorating it just man all that beautiful oxygen
1: so how do I know if I'm doing Kabbalabhati pranayama you know, and I'm kind of on the verge of a microdose, or if I'm kind of shifting into a longer breathwork meditation, like how do you kind of think about that? How do you prepare for a longer dose and, and sort of a breathing meditation every day?
0: Yeah. So the second kind um, or the second classification, I guess, that we came up with is breath meditation. And I would say that for that, it, I would take maybe ten minutes, twenty minutes, thirty minutes. I mean, you can do it for an hour, right? But it's more. I would consider breath meditation a practice where I stack different breathing patterns together, and then also some just meditation elements. So uh, a lot of times I would do some pranayama, and uh, or you know, usually it's a combination of some kapalabhati. And then some, you know, a 5-10 breath or maybe a four seven eight. You know, in for four, hold for seven, out for eight. Um, maybe some box breathing, and uh, and then some alternate nostril breathing, nadi shodhana. Um, usually four or five in, four or five out, no breath holds. And um, I usually try to do the alternate nostril breathing for at least like five minutes, six minutes or longer. And so altogether, I would think that um, so the like at least three different kinds of breathing patterns for, you know, 10, 15 minutes. And then I add on another 10, 15 minutes of just sitting meditation um, and or just breath awareness also of just sitting with my breath without actually manipulating it or controlling it. I'm just there and being the observer. Um, And and that for me is, is is a breath meditation. It's a daily practice. Um, It's something that I uh, love doing in the mornings or just after yoga. And um, yeah, I feel like that is something that um, I keep on uh, optimizing in a way and and trying out different um, sequences of breathing patterns. um, And that I find just, oh man, I can't believe that for the longest time I did not do uh pranayama or any sort of breathing exercises in the morning actually because it's so fucking powerful yeah Mm. Uh and just
1: i'm curious real quick i know breathe meditate journal is a piece for you so how, how does journaling fit into that daily practice for you
0: yeah so we're currently doing weekly live streams um me and our friend johnny and um we i just came up with the idea because essentially breathing meditating and journaling are three practices that i integrated into my morning and uh that really make a huge difference for the rest of my day and then a huge difference generally to the quality of my life and um really set me up in a way that i can start my day with being energized, but also clear my mind and grounded and centered. And so I find that after doing a breath meditation and, you know, by using the breath, also opening up um, my body and getting those energies flowing, um, it then allows me afterwards to, yeah, really connect to myself on on a new level Um, and It's also interesting to experiment with maybe journaling before uh, a breath meditation Um, and I think it really depends on what you need because, you know, sometimes maybe our brains are super, super active and we just need to dump first, you know, have a big dump and then dive into the breath meditation or any sort of meditation. Um, I like to use the I like to use journaling afterwards just because, I don't know, there's like a, a new felt sense of peace and and calm. And um, also, actually, that brings me to another thing of why connecting breathing or pranayama with meditation, I mean, the yogis have been practicing this for such a long time, for thousands of years. It's been usual, it's been yoga, pranayama, meditation. That's usually the sequence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in our modernized versions, we we tend to uh, kind of mix up the the sequence of things. Um, but generally, you do yoga first, and then and then breathing, and then meditation. But the, what it does is that the 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 main aim of yoga is to stop the fluctuations of the mind. Right, that's what yoga means. And um, so, with um, you know, doing pranayama, doing any sort of um, breathing. Uh, Techniques before you then dive into sitting meditation, it really helps to calm down my mind. I have a very, very active mind, and so I that like, yeah, just doing three or four different um, breathing patterns really chills me out. And I meditate and then I journal. Yeah, it's a really awesome sequence, and I highly recommend it to anybody and anybody who wants to join us live. um, We're doing these weekly currently, I don't know for how long, but right now that's our highest excitement coming over and and join us
1: Mm. yeah i love what you said about connecting back into your body with journaling i find that you know learning from you i've started doing this as well and when i come out of a a breath work session um my mind is just going crazy and have all these thoughts and just going through a journaling session to get those thoughts down on paper and also reactivate my eyes and my hand you know and, and just start writing and moving a little bit with my wrist suddenly I'm back in my body and and I'm connected to my body in a, in a new way and I'm regrounded to go about my day. So yeah, I love the triangle of uh, breathe meditate journal.
0: Mm, yeah, it's really, really good stuff. So, and then, yeah, our third one is the big one. It's also, uh, even though like the breast circle, we like to talk about all things breathing, but um, I think I would say anyway, that the biggest um part and and the initial idea was to mainly talk about transformational breath work so um yeah tell us more about that Phil
1: yeah this world of breath work is is definitely really complex and when we say transformational breath work we're typically referring to longer journeys and deeper journeys as well and what I'm going to talk to you about here is more from the online point of view kind of in COVID times, how these longer journeys are manifesting themselves and how they're being offered. Transformational breath journeys, they can be an hour, hour and a half. um, And it's a combination of music and guidance. And, um, you know, what that means is that the music tends to have some sort of an arc. It tends to start with sort of grounding and more chill yin music usually working up to sort of yang and like a peak and then coming back down into a relaxation kind of chill music phase again and i think what what makes these transformational breathwork journeys very different are uh, the the kind of before and after pieces of it so you know some people some breathwork practitioners offer um this for a large group of people online and you know people introduce themselves in the chat box on Zoom and that's very much how Michael Stone works. I did a session yesterday with a smaller group where everybody, you know, was on camera and they all got to say hi, they got to share intentions, got to introduce themselves. And um and so then, you know, the end piece with the integration is is really interesting and and very, I think, healing in a lot of ways and similar to the intention sharing piece. um, you know, just really allowing people to share what came up and and really open up and and also allowing time to kind of journal and and whatnot but I think what what for me what's really interesting is that in between piece the journey can be lots of different kinds of music and so some people use and, and this is very much Michael Stone's preference um, music with no words that are decipherable it might be kind of an ancient language or just sounds and things um, other people use songs that have English or other, languages. Um, and people have different preferences for what helps guide them. I mean, I think there's, and I'm curious what you think about this, Connie, but there's pros and cons to to both sides. And then, um, you know, some, some of the breathwork practitioners actually offer their voice and some guidance along the way as well. And so there's just such a wide range of yin versus yang energy music and different music types and, um, small versus big container, but, uh, so much there.
0: Yeah, there is a lot there, actually. And I think what, I mean, you already touched on a a lot of good points here. And I think what differentiates transformational breath work, the way that we uh, look at it um, from like a breath meditation, microdosing, or any sort of other uh, pranayama technique. Uh, And I think that's where a lot of people get confused a little bit, is that, it, you know, you do it for longer, like 60 minutes, 90 minutes, and you drop in eventually, you know, after maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and then you enter an altered state of consciousness, which um you, you you know for one, you're doing it for longer, so you increase the chances of um having you know uh experiencing an altered state. Um but all I mean the, the question is if you did um Um, alternate nostril breathing for an hour, you would probably maybe also, you know, slip into maybe a bit of an altered state of consciousness. So I haven't tried that yet because we tend to do conscious connected breathing. Um, which comes from uh, over the people at Transformational Breath. So this is another thing because it's so confusing. The people from Transformational Breath, which is led by Judith Kravitz. uh, She started this many years ago now. And she was taught by, um, I think also Stan Groff um, and um, Leonard Orr. So those two are like the grandfathers of modern breath work, I guess you could say. But... And so they trademarked transformational breath and and that's the whole conscious connected breathing thing. And then there is the, the two part or three part breath where you breathe into your belly, then into your chest and then out, right. It's the, right. Whereas conscious connected breathing is more the, right. And then within those two techniques, there's even, you know, there's, there's a few, few more little, Um, different techniques as well. But those are like the two main ones, I would say. And then there's the one that there's conscious connected breathing through the nose actually only that exists Mm. as well, which is actually also what I sometimes do in the mornings, just doing like 20 or 30 conscious connected breaths uh, through the nose is in the mornings is really powerful too. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, It seems like from our experiences that stacking the breath is useful for um sort of a a shorter journey or or just like a breathing meditation but actually sticking with one type of breath keeping it connected and just doing it for a longer period of time is the gateway to going deeper and having these transformational sessions so yeah it's interesting you say what if we did you know alternate nostril breathing for an hour and a half like (laughs) Who knows?
0: <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, the yogis know there's probably some, some yogis out there who, who uh, do it for a long time, um, probably because of that reason. But um, mm. so, so that's quite fascinating. And yeah, having those two camps, usually the people from what I've learned and with all the exploration that I've done uh, online and, and from talking to a lot of people is that um, those are the two big camps, conscious, connected breathing, and then the three part breath, and who are taught mainly by, I believe, David Elliott. Um, That's that camp. And then a lot of the others are transformational breath. But then there's a lot of other kind of facilitator programs in between and I wrote up a huge uh, blog post on my blog, and we're about to compile a, a big resource for the breath circle blog around all these different kinds and types and schools and trainings and whatnot, because it's just, uh, there's so much out there. There's shamanic breathwork. Um, there's soma. Soma breath is pretty big. There is, uh, and then, of course, holotropic breathwork, which we haven't even mentioned yet, but the grandfather of breathwork, Stan Gruff developed that a long time ago now. And we're, you know, maybe in another episode can go into more detail around the history of breathwork and, and Stan Grof and Leonard Orr and rebirthing and all of that stuff, because it's really, really fascinating. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's it's definitely um, important to mention holotropic. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, before we we kind of get into the final piece, I I think people might be wondering, like, do you have to go for an hour or an hour and a half to have sort of an arc journey? And I think the answer that we believe is no, you can do shorter, you know, 20, 30 minute guided online breathwork sessions. And I know that's been a big thing for, for you, Connie. You, you tend to do breathwork with Stuart Sandeman um, on many days. I mean, can you maybe unpack how it's possible to have a shorter kind of journey that mm. sort of fits in between, in, at least in my opinion, uh, breathwork meditation and, and somewhat of a journey?
0: Well, so what Stuart does is more a breath meditation every morning actually and then he does i think one or two deeper sessions every week through zoom and they're like 60 or 90 minutes long so um the daily ones are 20 minutes or 30 minutes in the mornings on instagram and and they're really awesome um but those are uh he stacks different breathing patterns um Mm. along with with um with great music because he's a he's also a dj but um yes you can also do shorter transformational breathwork sessions um for example and i also do them on my own sometimes um where I just I have my own playlists by now, and I just you know lie down 20 30 minutes, um, and I have my own awesome music that guides me through a session. And um, there is actually a few other offerings out there right now. So um, I believe yes, Michelle Diabella, she has a couple of offerings on her website where you can they're basically recorded um, shorter sessions on different topics. And, uh, she also provides like Spotify playlists. Like, um, I've done those. Um, and then, yeah, there's Scott Schwenk who, uh, who recorded a course with commune and those sessions tend to be more like 30 minutes long. And, um, both of those people teach and guide the three part breath, which I would say it's more Yang um, that kind of breath, and um, which also means it helps you to drop in faster if that's what you're looking for. Um, I prefer the, the conscious connected breath, which means it takes me longer to drop in. And so if I want to have a complete journey, then I need my 60 minutes or at best actually 90 minutes. And mm-hmm. so I really appreciate Michael Stone's longer sessions that he does usually what, once a month, I think. Um, and also the, the journeys that we've had, um, with Jen and Carmen earlier this year in our training in Canada, um, those were usually 90 minutes as well. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, um, it is a very different quality. Um, I would say doing a 90 minute session, even compared to a 60 minute session compared to a 30 minute session. It's, uh. It's definitely a yeah a different experience, but um, you know whatever your needs are, I feel like sometimes just doing 15 or 20 minutes of conscious connected breathing can take me into amazing states and just can make me feel really amazing in the morning, but it's not for me then about processing deep emotions and traumas and whatnot. You know what I mean? So I think it always really depends on the intention that we have and what we need in the moment. And so... That's uh, what I find so fascinating with, you know, with the breath is that there's so many different ways we can uh, use the breath and and really customize it and always tune into what we need. Um, mm-hmm. and That's
1: the key. That's the key is tuning into what we need and and not pushing it. I think, you know, there's, I think in modern society, this idea of, oh, can I hack this? Can I get all this done more quickly? And I just think, yeah, you know, I, I really appreciate some of the longer journeys that, that Michael Stone does because it's a gradual climb, stay within the window of tolerance, you know, not push it. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely possible to go way up and way down and jam it into a shorter period of time. But uh, that may lead to um, just a bigger experience than than your body was sort of comfortable having so
0: yeah and i think that's probably if anything maybe the danger that some people that get into breath work and and they start exploring it and um it it takes quite a bit of self-awareness and just connection to your body to know what you need at any Mm. given point in time right and so um that i find um i'm really happy that you know i've been doing a lot of yoga and a lot of meditation so it's it's easier for me now to tune in and see um, what I need and what's appropriate right now. And um, and and do self-guided sessions as well, right? Like that's not something I would have done, you know, a couple of years ago, probably even a few years ago. Um, and so I would always recommend just as a disclaimer as well for people who are just starting out um, or who haven't done a whole lot of body work yet, or, you know, um, don't have their body awareness yet to, yeah, just uh, try out some microdosing um, and 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 sign up for guided sessions with with breathwork practitioners online or offline, um, and just kind of yeah try out different things and, and go slow. There's uh, mm. yeah no need to overdo it. We all have yeah. good time. Mm.
1: Well, it definitely speaks to a big part, and you know as we land the plane here and talk and recognize some of the um, some of our elders in the in the breathwork space. I think it just is unanimous across the board that the very, very first piece of it is breath awareness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for for people who are interested in breath, just taking into account just how am I breathing right now? Am Am I even aware of my breath? What does my breath feel like? Do I feel it throughout my body? How am I breathing when I'm jogging? How am I breathing when I'm swimming? How am I breathing when I'm playing any sports? You know, just as I lie down, as I wake up in the morning, I mean, there's a lot of work to do around the awareness, which then of course is kind of an invitation into kind of microdosing or smaller smaller breath um, breath exercises. So there's a lot of like foundational work, I think that people can explore before getting into some of this bigger stuff.
0: Yeah, the book uh, Just Breathe by Dan Dan Brule, um, he goes into, um, he basically classifies breath work into two different categories, namely breath awareness that you were just talking about. And then conscious breathing. So breath awareness is really just being the observer, um, you know, practicing mindful breathing and just um, seeing what how the breath is breathing. Like um, the breath is breathing you, and you are just here watching basically and feeling it and and exploring the landscape of the breath in your body as it moves through you. And um, and then conscious breathing as, as he defines it is then anything else where you basically manipulate or control the breath where you are then breathing the breath. And, uh, and I guess under that category is everything, you know, all the pranayama, all the transformational breath work, all the microdosing, all of that. Um, so he, he's, uh, he's pretty, pretty simple with his classification. Um, but which totally makes sense because I think it's important to talk about, uh, breath awareness, because I find it, it, Uh, It really helped me to, I mean, all these years of breath meditations that I've done uh, really helped me to generally um, create a deeper connection to my body and to my breath and to the present moment. And then also as I've been diving deeper into breath work, you know, helped me to, yeah, again, just um, be more um, mindful and conscious as I embrace uh, that practice and and the experiences that I have with Mm. it, so... Yeah,
1: me too. I I just remember all the initial days of yoga class typically starting with, you know, just sitting in some sort of a posture, back straight, become aware of your breath. I mean, it's so foundational to yoga. And then also, you know, with my Vipassana meditation studies, just the first 3 3 full days of Vipassana is just breathing in through your nose, becoming aware of your breath, becoming aware of the sensations uh, on the nose as the, as the air comes in and out. And it's just, I mean, three full days of a 10 day meditation, just focus on breath awareness really speaks to that, you know, foundational piece.
0: Mm, yeah, totally. And then just lastly, I want to briefly touch on what I found on Dr. Ela Manga's website. She's amazing. Uh, she is like the breath worker down in South Africa um, who started a movement of breath work uh, on the African continent and we really hope to get her on the podcast soon. But um, yeah, on her website, she classifies breathwork into breath awareness, just like Dan Brule, and then breath regulation, um, which would then be all sorts of ways that we can use the breath for relaxation, energy, and balance. So she uh, then goes into these different techniques and, um, as part of uh, breath regulation, namely relaxing techniques, energizing techniques, and balancing techniques, which I really like actually. Um, so for relaxing would be like the four, seven, eight breath or the humming bee breath, um, usually where the exhale is longer than the inhale, then the energizing techniques like Kapalabhati, Breath of Fire, Wim Hof techniques. And then for uh, whim, uh, for the balancing techniques like coherent breathing, box breathing, alternate nostril breathing, that kind of stuff. Um, I like how she sort of um, categorized those. And then, yeah, also she has transformational breath um, as her last one, which is basically the same definition that we use. Um, and yeah, she's, she's really dope, uh, Dr. Manga. So uh, you connected mm-hmm. with her recently on Instagram, I believe, Phil.
1: Mm, yeah we had a nice little exchange on instagram and she was really curious what we're doing and her her art framework art is just such a great way to think about this and she's just done an incredible amount of research and her experience is so extensive so can't wait to uh connect with her more deeply and really really yeah as you said connie hope to have her on the podcast some point soon
0: for sure cool well, i think this is it for today <laughs> um hope you learned something and we continue to learn and uh, i don't think we'd ever claim to know everything and um so we will just we're just sharing um all the things that that we've explored and discovered and um this is it so far there might be an update to this episode in you know six months <laughs> who knows but um yeah this is great
1: awesome guys well so great just hanging out with you connie just one-on-one haven't done this in a little while i know we should do this uh, more often (laughs) hope you all uh keep on enjoying our shows and let us know what's uh, coming up for you as you get deeper into your breathwork practice
0: yeah um if you ever want to get in touch with us connect with us then uh, you're more than welcome to either connect with us on instagram send us a dm um, at The Breath Circle or hop on over to a website, um, thebreathcircle.com, which we're in the process of building up more. And um, so, yeah, uh, we love to connect with you and just uh, keep breathing, y'all.
1: <laughs> keep on breathing, y'all.